Hello and welcome to the Good Shepherd Entertainment channel where we post trailers on our games, interview with our developers, and play general uh, game playthroughs. You can watch our live streams on our games at caffeine.tv Good Shepherd Games most Thursdays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 8 p.m. Uh, CET. My name is Jesse Gray, the Communications Manager for Good Shepherd, and today I have the rare pleasure of speaking with freelance graphic designer Walter Kostinak. So welcome, Walter. So glad to have you here. Nice to be here, Jesse. <laughs> Excellent. So you might recognize his work as we go through this. Uh, he did do the logo in the corner there, one we're most proud of. Uh, not to mention Penny Arcade and a couple others that I'll go through again as we get further into this. But first question I'd like to ask is, what are you up to lately? What's your news of the week? It can be professional, it can be personal, whatever you'd like to share with us. Um, it's going to be gardening. Uh, <laughs> yeah? This time of year, really? That's the weird thing. Uh, my wife and I had a bunch of pea plants, okay. and there's this one pea plant that just won't give up the ghost. <laughs> it's, it's still flowering, and it's still green, and... We're near the end of November, and up here in Canada, it gets kind of cool, so we're just amazed that this pea plant is just hanging on. Wow, awesome. Okay, so I'm looking you up, and as I kind of said to you before, for somebody that does all these amazing logos and all these cool graphic design stuff, it's a little hard to find stuff about you that mentions your name. You're so modest. Um... <laughs> I like to work behind the scenes. I mean, I don't mind my name going out there once in a while, but I just honestly, uh, I'm passionate for the work. I love visual solving, visual problem solving. Well, you certainly do that well. So we're going to go through, um, I want to show your, your website in the background and we can kind of talk about that a little bit because I know this is a new thing uh, that you, you just recently kind of relaunched and we'll get to that as well. But go ahead and talk about two design and some of the cool stuff about all over the background, how how it, the kind of transmission aspect of it, how it moves around, all that stuff. So, I see you have partners. Let's talk about that first. Yeah, it, it, I wanted to keep the site uh, very vector based, like uh, points and lines, and because um, that's the nature of what I do the most of. I mean, I I do a lot of Photoshop too, but um, the premise of this site was to be um, like the original site, it was based on um, a design lab on Phobos, one of Mars's moons. Okay. So this is all like we've returned, we're still alive on Phobos, and we're ready to kick some butt again. <laughs> Excellent. So I'm moving down to your logos, and of course, you can see the Good Shepherd logo there, uh, yeah. looking awesome. And some of the ones I saw as I'm scrolling down in your older sections, it looked like you had done Tony Hawk Pro Skater 2, a bunch of things for the website there, uh, Rocket Arena, Q3A, GameSpy, God Games. Uh, is that the Unreal logo we're seeing there? Yeah, it's it's more of a modification of the Unreal logo type. Um, I designed their first U icon that has the three blades around it. It was for Unreal Tournament. Mm-hmm, yeah. And looking at that. So of all of these here that you have on the website, what's your favorite logo and why? My latest favorite is obviously the Good Shepherd logo. because that... <laughs> we, did, we did not tell him to say that. <laughs> no, in all honesty, because it is just so clean, simple, yet sharp-looking, I just, typographically, I'm just so happy with it. Awesome. 
Um, one of my other favorites um, is the Titan logo, um, which is not gaming related, but I just really like the iconic, strong, bold face of it. And it just, it says, you know, it just really, you know, it says it's, you can almost see it as like a Titan. Yeah. No, that's a neat, like, kind of hidden face in the shapes. Yeah. Cool. All right. So back to the interview questions. I looked you up and I found Interstate 82 by Activision. You have some game design credits. What's that about? Um, I don't know how I got in there. Um, <laughs> well, I take did, it, uh, man. If it's there, take it. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I've done sort of the behind the scenes, like the HTML manuals for stuff like Quake 2 and stuff like that. And um, did a lot of work for id software and at the same time epic games which is really weird because they're sort of like rivals in a way you know the most first person shooter you know competitive um but yeah they were all good with it it's like i just i really love the community aspect of the whole gaming design um i've always worked with not always worked with but i've worked with the big players but I've always connected myself to the little guys in the community and try to get them going too. Cause who knows one day they might be big too. So, you know, I'll help them out as I can. That's cool. I really like, you kind of have this affinity for kind of almost a like illustrative design that you do seems like for fun. You're constantly posting things on Facebook of like flowers and cats and all this like kind of illustrative stuff. And then also running the gambit all the way to kind of the more masculine, harder, blocky, you know, graphic style stuff, which is pretty versatile. I like it. Oh, thank you. Um, yeah, I, I've always considered, I don't think I have a graphical style or if I do, I haven't seen it. Um, I just sort of bend myself around what needs to be communicated. Awesome. So let's go back. We've kind of we've kind of jumped to the end of the timeline. We're going to jump back to the beginning of the timeline. So how did you sure. get involved in graphic design? How did you decide that this was your thing? Were you like an artist as a kid, or how did that come about? Yeah, I've always been more on the visual side of things. My brother is like my one brother is a heavy duty mechanic, like top in his trade. Um, but I was always interested in more the art side and I was on like doing art on a TRS-80 way back in the day. And, um, for those who don't know what a TRS-80 is, it was a computer from Radio Shack, one of the first, uh, personal computers. But then I, I decided to take it real seriously and I went to design school at University of the Fraser Valley and by the time... I was finished there. Um, I was top of my class, uh, had the Outstanding Achievement Award, and was on the Dean's List. And while I was in school, um, I built up a client list of local people in the town and designed for the radio stations and doing their logos and stuff like that. So by the time I was done design school, I already had a small client base and was able to just keep going. Awesome. So clearly you're motivated. <laughs> yes. Yes. And, and, and then when, uh, uh, the internet came along, that was just like, I, I was in heaven. It was, wow, this is just, you know, it's interactive and, you know, it was so different than print with print. 
once something goes to press, you cross your fingers and go, let's hope this turns yeah. out, you know? True. Well, Where, uh, whereas on the web, you know, if something's wrong, it's like, oh, re-upload. <laughs> so how was that transition? Because I, I am also old school, and I remember, you know, just after the days when you had to actually cut out, you know, your letters and try to, like, track them and, you know, glue this stuff down. And, you know, it was a lot of, like, hand-drawn things and a lot of stuff like that. Uh, then you're going to completely digital. You're going to Photoshop, you know, Illustrator. All that back from one all the way back to here where we are now. So how was the transition for you going from kind of maybe more of a fine arts to being able to use all the, you know, great tablets and things you have to draw with now? Um that's a funny thing um when i was in design school uh we had classes like rupture mechanics where it was actually paced up and even my practicum was in a print shop putting like little strips of text and stuff through a through a glue machine and then pasting it up and then getting it photographed so it could get put to print and then so in school, I wasn't taught any of the stuff they're taught now, like all of the computer software. Mm. It was strictly it was strictly traditional design, and I actually got my own computer. Um, I was considering going Mac because that was sort of the industry standard, yeah. even at e even at that time. But I remember I called them up and I was asking. So I said, "How much is a computer?" And they said this amount. And they started asking me things like. Would you like a keyboard? Would you like a screen with it? And it like, <laughs> Those extra peripherals that don't matter. Yeah. And I actually decided to go PC, and I'm glad I did. Um, I'm kind of the odd man out, you know, along the way when it comes to, like, some of the hardcore design, but I've never found that it's limited me. Cool. Yeah, the... the Wacom tablets are out there now. You have the Surface and everything else. So I think it's probably a lot simpler in some ways for people to kind of pick up design. But I think coming from those traditional roots probably helps a lot too. Yeah. And the funny thing is I've never owned a tablet. Yeah? I, I do everything by mouse. Ah, a man after my own heart. <laughs> Except people will say then your lines are wiggly. Do you ever have that? Uh, you know, because... You, uh, as you get, I don't know, my hands are not steady enough that it works always. Yeah, that's the nice thing about, I prefer to work in vectors because it's so forgiving. You can always tweak the points and, you know, adjust as you see fit. Gotcha. Cool. So I'm looking at kind of your timeline here and starting from school, getting all these clients, etc. It seems like you kind of have a break in between there before you jump back in to two designs. So do you want to talk about that at all? Or, or what kind of wow. occupied your time? Wow. Um, that was something else. I actually, right during the pinnacle of my career, um, I, just to show you what my work day was like, I would work every day, all the time, till about 4 a.m., go to sleep, wake up in the morning anytime between 8 and 10, and repeat, and right through the weekends, everything, I was working, working, working. I loved it, but the problem was eventually something had to break, and it did. Um, I suffered from depression and bipolar. Um, I would be, I eventually was just curled up on the couch, didn't want to talk to anybody. I 
I was a mental mess. Um, things got worse through the years. Um, I was actually admitted to the psych ward weeks at a time, numerous times. Um, and eventually I was diagnosed with schizophrenia. Wow, that's that's a lot of things to deal with at once. Uh, yeah, it was it was a really rough time in our life for the family. Um, I couldn't work. I couldn't. I couldn't even use a computer. Uh, it was. I, I wouldn't wish it on my enemy. What what I went through and what I probably put the family through. Um, it, it it was it was horrible. It was just I overworked myself. I um, I was extremely paranoid. Um, but these days, I'm actually on. I get an injection once a month, and it completely is so working for me now. Um, they tried lots of medi medications for me, but thanks to modern medicine, love from my family, and um, a really good psychiatrist, that um, I'm actually feeling like I'm getting back top on top of my game again. It feels like. This is kind of an unspoken thing in the industry where a lot of people have kind of varying degrees along the spectrum of, you know, similar experiences that are just not really talked about, especially in the fields of gaming, you know, game development, anything artistic. Uh, it seems like there's a real kind of dichotomy between having those deep feelings that allow you to be creative and also, you know, kind of struggling with a lot of these things that people just don't talk about. Like, what did you find when this was going on? Were people supportive of you? Would they come out and, you know, I find a lot of people, you know, as soon as you start talking about this, you find out a lot of people you didn't maybe realize have similar issues and are going through similar things. And it's kind of a, a nice, not nice, but it's a bonding experience, I think, with a lot of people in the industry. Um, I didn't really want to talk to people at the time. I mean, I, I wish I would have. I mean, there was one uh, president of a company. I won't say his name, but I actually told him that um, I wasn't doing so great because uh, we had a connection. He actually came out and visited me in my home. Um, I don't think I still wasn't that bad yet, but then things progressively got worse and I I really didn't want to communicate with anybody I, I shut myself off and I really wish I would have talked to more people back then and said hey you know I've got a problem I, I could use some some help some talking to just oh yeah if I could do it over again I I, I would reach out I really would I think it's a really brave thing, though, for you talking about it, because if people can look and say, okay, here's this guy who's super successful on top of his game, you know, really kind of living the dream, and, you know, this is a real illness. It's not something, you know, that, it's something that needs to be treated medically, you know, emotionally, all the ways, and seeing somebody that comes out and says, hey, this is something that happened to me, you know, this is not isolated. If you feel this way, you know, it can happen to anyone, you know, maybe you should do these steps. I think that's that's pretty awesome that you're willing to kind of talk about that and show people that, hey, you're now back. You know, we'll talk about your comeback as well. But in between, you know, the fact that you're at least kind of willing to put that out there as something people can look at is really brave. Oh, thank you. Um, yeah, I've, 
I've been talking to some other people who have uh, mental issues, and um, it's less of a stigma now. Like people are really starting to talk about it, and you know, it's it's it should be treated like anything else, like diabetes or or anything where just something's maybe chemically wrong, you know, or they've got to change their lifestyle a little bit. You know, it's there's answers out there and there's support out there, but you know, it's just it's. I've seen some people fall through the cracks, and it's it's not pretty. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, at this point, I mean, you've gotten help, you've gotten support, you've gotten the medication that you needed. So tell me about kind of deciding to pick things up and you know put yourself out there creatively again. How did that come about? Um, it's been a progression over years, actually. Um, I'm I'm not sure if it's me adapting to my medication or just feeling confident again but it's it, it's a mixture of all those things um, I, I don't know if I can pinpoint it down to one thing but I can tell you one thing like once you get back into something you love and people appreciate it and you're actually working again for me that was one of the biggest healing things awesome how are people reacting like I'm sure that you know, maybe some of the people you've worked with in the past for clients, are they, you know, willing to just say, hey, you know, welcome back and, and be very positive about that? Uh, yeah, for the most part, yes. Um, I'm sure some are leery because, you know, of the unknown factor. It's like, is Walter unhinged now or, you know? <laughs> <laughs> but, no, it, it, it's been pretty good. Like, um, throughout the past few years of, slowly been getting back into it. I was in mobile for a while and the boss I had there, he was super understanding. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it, it's been a real adventure, a real adventure. Gotcha. What was the first project you did when you decided to kind of get back into it? Wow. It's, it's so piecemeal. Um, the first, well, First gaming related again, I would have to say it's Good Shepherd. Ah, yeah, that's gaming related. Before that, I was working like I did the. You can see on the website I did the Group Fire logo. That was really fun. That was working with an old gaming client, but he's just shifted gears a little bit. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what to say about it. It's just that it, I do like that logo a lot too. It's very proud and. It shows a flaming hair without looking too evil or anything like that. It's still friendly. Yes. Cool. All right. So uh, artists that inspire you, other people, how do you come up with kind of the designs that you're thinking of? Do you look at other work and look for inspiration? And where do you look for that? Like, I try to limit myself on what I look at for inspiration. Um, I should... When it comes more to web designs, I do look at like what is popular and what's trending and stuff like that. When it comes to design, I try to almost visually starve myself and just reach deep within inside and go, what should this be? What should it look like? What 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 helps communicate the the idea or the brand? Gotcha. So now I need to know, I was a part of this, so I, I have some bias, but <laughs> what was your inspiration for the Good Shepherd logo? 
Um, that was actually the inspiration came from you guys at Good Shepherd. Um, your your description for what you were looking for was done really well, and I wanted to accomplish that, like providing the answer for that description. Um, I would have to say I I was going for the feeling of like like Marshall stacks, like a little rock and roll. You know, it's like yeah, because then. You know the name Good Shepherd. You know it could be taken so many ways. So um, I, I definitely wanted to it to feel sharp and rhythmic and yeah, just not too goody two shoes, but at the same time not evil. So you know I, I went for that kind of balance. Gotcha. Yeah, it goes with our speakeasy kind of theme that we've got running lately. So. Yeah, 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 for sure. Great. So how did you end up meeting Mike Wilson, who's our CEO? And I assume that's kind of the contact that you had to get involved with us. Oh, yeah. Funny thing is, um, I, I knew Mike back in the day, like I designed the God Games logo for him. Actually, for uh, Doug Myers, that was one of his partners. Um, and... Doug and I were really tight back then, but Mike and I would, like, just, you know, we had a brief encounters and stuff like that. And we still, to this day, have not met in person. We've Skyped, <laughs> we've, we've, we've emailed, um, we've sent mail to each other, but we still have not, to this day, met in person, which is really, it's kind of like, I, I, it's, it makes me think of that Elton John album, Two Rooms, where, you know where it's Elton John and Bernie Taupin and, you know, they're sort of creating together, but, you know, they're, they're separate. It's, yeah, it's bizarre. We have to remedy this. Mike is an experience in person that you cannot miss. Oh, yeah, for sure. Great. I, I... <laughs> okay, so other things that you would like people to know about you as a graphic designer or about, you know, any kind of any kind of emotional stuff you want to talk about, whatever uh, you want to share. I'm kind of getting to the end of the, the questions I have on specific subjects. Um, what would I like to say? I guess I'd like to say I really love the gaming community. I mean, there are so many good people out there. And, like, and just being involved in it so long, I've seen so many good souls pass away, too. You know, just unexpectedly in the industry. And it's just... It feels like the gaming community is like like a family. You know, it might be not a tight knit as you know, like you know, your typical family, but um, I just love all the characters and all the people doing all the great work. It's just ah, oh, it's inspiring. I just if there's any community to be involved with it, I'd say the gaming community, like the the creative side, is just. Wow, it just it just warms my heart. Seriously, it's really cool to be around people and game developers in particular that I spend more time with, or you know, people in Good Shepherd that are looking to do something that's kind of fulfilling their dream. It's not about the fame; it's kind of about doing what you think you know is is contributing positively, which is a nice kind of creative vibe to be around and, and kind of fosters. I think that that forward momentum shall we say at least in my experience most definitely in fact 
I never got into this because of the money. Because, as uh, most graphic designers know, you know, when you're starting out, there there is no money. You know, <laughs> it, it, you're it, living it, on passion and Cheerios. Yes, <laughs> the starving artists, of course. Yes. Um, but actually, for me, it totally was passion. Um, with support from my wife and my family, I was able to, you know, spend the time, you know, cultivating that dream. And it, it eventually paid off. And I was like, sometimes I felt guilty for getting paid for what I love to do. It was like, really? I'm getting paid for this? I, I, I couldn't believe it because I just... I just I love doing it so much. I mean, in within the gaming community, there was some small guys, really small guys, just starting out early in the day, and I would do work gratis just because I'm like, I see your passion, you love what you're doing, I'll help you out. And then with the big boys, you know, like they have the the money, you know, I would I wouldn't overcharge them. I mean, you know, it's, a lot of times they would come up with a number themselves and say we'll give you X dollars for this. And I said, sure. I mean, I got so busy that I started to try to turn away jobs by inflating my prices, just going, there's no way they're going to accept this. I'll just say X amount of dollars, and then that way I can politely say no. And then they'd come back at me and say, okay, yep, sounds good. And I'm like, oh, no, I can't even. <laughs> you can't turn it down now. <sighs> yeah, what have I done? <laughs> No, that's good. I mean, you certainly deserve to be compensated for the awesome art that you do. And we've been so lucky to have you know, great people, you know, not just working here, but also contractors that come in and help us with different projects. And the, just the pool of talent is really amazing of people that are willing to kind of step in and, and do something and, and put their art out there. So, so thank you for that. We're super grateful to work with you, Walter. Oh, it's been a pleasure working in the design industry and again especially in gaming i just i love it so much love it love it love it love it awesome so if people want to work with you and throw you crazy numbers trying to bribe you into their project where would they do that um they can uh contact me through twodesign.org and two is a real number people should know yes the numerical two yes and then design.org and there there is uh all, all of the contact info comes to me so you know yeah let me see i'll bring this up see if it's at the very up oh, contact there you go everyone right there okay excellent so that'll come right to you and then people can find out more great well thank you so much awesome. walter for being on and uh i know we'll talk to you again soon thank you genesee have an awesome day <laughs>